Market sentiment improved yesterday, though there was no change in fundamental news whatsoever. The Chinese economy slows, the Federal Reserve expectations remain sufficiently hawkish, and, well, the rallies that we see in both stock and bond markets could actually be quite interesting entry points for those investors who are still looking for the negative trends to continue and to extend. So welcome, this is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So yes, stocks rebounded on Monday in a mood that actually looked to me more like a correction than a reaction to fresh news as there was no fresh news that went against the slowing China rhetoric, for example, nor against the fear that we will actually hear something sufficiently hawkish this Friday from the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's Jackson Hole speech that's going to be watched by the whole world. But at this point of the game, the hawkish Fed expectations are mostly priced in the markets, leaving some room for some up and down movements in both the stock and bond markets. So yesterday's trading session was not only marked by a rebound in the S&P 500 stocks from the October to July ascending baseline, but also by a visible rise in volatility. Nasdaq 100 jumped 1.65% as well, but the US two-year yield returned above the 5% mark and the 10-year yield pushed to a fresh high since 2007. Now, one interesting thing here is in 2007, when the US 10-year yield was at these levels, at the level similar to today's, the positioning in the market was deeply negative, meaning that investors at that time actually expected the yields to rebound, while today the positioning in the market is, on the contrary, deeply positive, meaning that investors today expect the US yields to bounce lower again. And that's quite understandable, actually, because the US 10-year yield was on a steady falling path in 2007. So there was a reason for investors back then to expect some rebound to happen, which did not happen. And in a similar way, today we are just coming out of a long, long period of near zero interest rates. So for our eyes today, the actual levels in the US 10-year yield seems very, very high. So that partly explains why many asset managers expect these yields to fall again. There is also a growing interest in the US 10-year tips, which are protected against inflation and which hit the 2% mark for the very first time since the global financial crisis as well. But there is not much reason other than our low comparison levels and our eyes and our feeling that gives reason or a strong reason to an imminent reversal in this market direction. The US data remains very much strong somehow. The labor market is tight somehow and inflation is slowing in the US. But the Fed said that significant upside risks prevail. And I actually recently saw a study warning that unless the monthly CPI in the US stays below the 0.2% level, well, inflation is headed higher in 2024. So there is a chance that we won't see a downside correction in the US. 10-year yields moving forward. And if that's the case, the sell-off could extend until the 10-year yield settles somewhere between 5 and 5.5% 5 .5 range. But anyway, 
the market mood and investor mood got significantly kind of better at yesterday's trading session. Technology stocks filled the rally in the US yesterday as Nvidia stock jumped 8.5% at yesterday's trading session just a day before the release of its second quarter results. So Nvidia better meet its 11 billion US dollar worth of sales forecast for last quarter because otherwise there is actually a chance that we will see a sizable downside correction in the stock price. Now, of course, it's hard to imagine that Nvidia will manage to surprise to the upside and you know release a more than 11 billion US dollar worth of sales last quarter. But some analysts still think that Nvidia may have actually done better last quarter than what they promised, and that the rally and the craze around AI will continue. We'll see that in Europe, where oil stocks shouldered yesterday's rally in the markets as the barrel of US crude made an attempt above the $82 per barrel level on lower OPEC plus exports and also on the back of a golden cross formation on the daily oil chart where the 50-day moving average crossed above the 200-day moving average. Now, this technical formation is normally a formation that kind of could encourage some technical traders out there, short-term traders mostly, to enter fresh long positions in oil. But yet yesterday's trading session, that wasn't really the case. Oil's positive attempt remained short-lived on the contrary, and the barrel of US crude is now preparing to test the $80 per barrel psychological support level to the downside again this morning at the time I'm talking here. Now, it's simple for the oil markets. The market is driven by two major, major forces. So the supply tightness and all this Chinese demand expectations that won't pick up. And these days, well, it looks like the Chinese demand expectations that are sluggish and are slowing are very very much in focus which could actually help the oil bears take advantage for selling the recent rally in oil prices but the tighter opec and opec plus rhetoric will actually remain a major major support into the 200 day moving average that's near 76 dollar per barrel level but elsewhere well, the sluggish chinese demand also continues taking a toll in the markets bhp for example which is the world's biggest biggest miner company printed a 37% fall in its full year profit and, well, as such, missed analyst expectations. Earnings from iron ore fell 23%, despite a 1% increase in production, while coal profits were down by 47% and copper profits were down by 22%. Now, of course, BHP's last year profits hit record, record levels due to the war in Ukraine, so the entire decline that we see across the board is not necessarily explained only by the sluggish Chinese demand. However, China actually does explain a certain and a big part and more importantly, well, the country's inability to boost its growth also hints that we are not approaching the end of the tunnel just yet. Now, one currency that's greatly, greatly under pressure due to the downside pressure in iron ore prices due to the sluggish Chinese demand is the Australian dollar. The Aussie dollar now trades at the lowest level since last November, and that's on the back of the sluggish Chinese demand as 
as I said, that weighs on us, iron ore exports, and also a broad-based rally that we see in the US dollar since a couple of weeks from now. On Monday's trading session, well, the US dollar broadly weakened across the board, helping major currencies to actually take some breather. The US dollar index fell back towards its 200-day moving average. The euro dollar settles about the 109 mark this morning at the time I'm talking here, while cable bulls eye a further rise toward the 50-day moving average, which stands a touch below the 1.28 level. Now looking at the US dollar and the real yields, uh, the end of the last year's dollar rally actually does coincide with a peak in the US 10-year real yield. Now after that both started retreating in the third quarter of last year but the US dollar index retreated relatively faster and now that the real yields are on the rise again and visibly on the rise again there is actually little reason to keep the US dollar on a bearish trend for for the months or weeks ahead of us. So the US dollar rally, which started by mid-July this year, could well extend further from the actual levels. And there is a significant room for further positive correction to happen before we could technically call the end of the US dollar's bearish trend since last year. And in numbers, that means that the US dollar index will still be in a bearish trend below the 105.40 level. And on that level is breached, while well, investors don't have much to actually lose for jumping on the back of a bull. So this is all for today. I'm Ipegos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive and interesting messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading